Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by two of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison and Linda Venny. Each of them paralegals for over 20 years and both dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice. Thanks for joining us for our monthly podcast here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, a NALA Advanced Certified Paralegal, calling in from Charlevoix, Michigan, where we expect five to eight inches of snow this evening. I call myself the Paralegal Mentor, and I publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies. More information is available at paralegalmentor.com. Vicki, I'm almost afraid to introduce myself. Uh, this is Lynn DeVenny. I'm calling in from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where it is 80 degrees, hot and sunny, and I plan to be at the beach this weekend. Oh. I am... <laughs> I'm sorry about the snow. That, that hurts. <laughs> I take it back. Um, I'm a civil litigation paralegal for a small law firm, Elliot Pishko Morgan. I specialize in workers' compensation and civil injury claims. And I wrote a book with my boss for paralegals across the country, workers' compensation practice for paralegals. And I also blog for the paralegal profession at practicalparalegalism.com. We would like to take this time to thank our sponsors, NALA, a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org, as well as SunTrust, offering private wealth management solutions at suntrust.com slash law. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you leading trends, significant developments, and resources that you're going to find helpful in your careers and your everyday jobs. We also have guests on our program to help us explore timely topics. On today's show, we spotlight two paralegals who are giving back to the community and volunteering their time to help others in need. They're truly making a difference. Our first guest is Cindy J. Geib. Cindy is a Pennsylvania certified paralegal through the Keystone Alliance of Paralegal Associations and an advanced certified paralegal through the National Association of Legal Assistance. She is also a Wills for Heroes certified coordinator. Wills for Heroes is a free service that provides wills, living wills, and financial powers of attorneys to first responders. Welcome to our show, Cindy. Thank you, Becky. We'd also like to welcome Lee A. Page, Senior Paralegal, Certified Legal Assistant, Motivational Speaker, and Sommelier. Mr. Page is currently employed with the Los Angeles law firm of Parker, Milliken, Clark, O'Hara, and Sommelier in its corporate, intellectual property, labor and employment, and complex business litigation practice groups. Lee also spends a lot of time doing volunteer work, both inside and outside the paralegal community, including volunteering for the Los Angeles Food Bank. Welcome to the show, Lee. Thank you very much. Thank you both for being with us today. My first question is for both of you. Tell us how you got started in the paralegal profession. And Cindy, let's start with you. Well, I graduated from college with a double major in management and economics, and I was in the management field with General Mills for about a dozen years. And I was in their restaurant division, and somebody I worked with actually was taking a night class, a paralegal course, and she would 
bring our books in when it was slow and studied. And I took an interest to it and decided I was ready for a career change. And I took one class. It was an introduction to paralegal studies class. And I really enjoyed it. And the rest, they say, is history. And I went back and I got my associate's degree, um, paralegal studies degree from an ABA-approved program, and I changed careers. Now, Lee, tell us how you got into the paralegal profession. My um, my trip to uh, paralegal land was purely happenstance. Uh, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois, and I moved out to California, let's just say, a little while ago. Uh, and when I first arrived, I had difficulty finding a, a job in my original profession, which was the news media. I worked in the newspaper business as a writer and editor. So when I came out to California, I couldn't uh, really find a job. I came at the beginning of a recession in the early 1980s, and uh, I was forced to really retrain and find something else to do. So I found a temporary job at the L.A. County District Attorney's Office as what they called a legal office assistant, even though I didn't know anything about the paralegal profession. And one of the uh, DA investigators I was working with indicated to me, you know, you're much too smart for this job. You should become a paralegal. And my response was immediately, a a para what? (laughs) I had no idea what a paralegal was, so, but not wanting to sound foolish, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Uh, And he says, I said, well, how do you do that? Do you have to, like, sign up? Or they said, no, you have to take an exam and you have to go to school. Um, So I started investigating. I Make a long story short, I went to an ABA paralegal program at night and worked during the day and uh, graduated with my ABA certificate and two specializations. And I've been working ever since. Lee, I'm glad you shared that story because I didn't know what a paralegal was either when I joined the profession. <laughs> and my first job was right during uh, one of the first real estate booms. And I'll have to confess, I didn't know what a mortgage was either. <laughs> I'm going to ask both of you the same question and start with Cindy. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the job and the kind of work you do now? I've always worked for general practice firms, which I love because I love doing a variety of different kinds of law. Um, Most recently, I had the opportunity of learning some really interesting areas, immigration, termination of parental rights, tax, um, but you name it, and I've probably done it in all of my jobs. So whatever hits my desk, um, I do. Cindy, that's what makes life exciting, right? It, it certainly does. And I don't think I could work for any other kind of firm other than doing a general practice um, area. Lee, how about you? What kind of work do you do now? It sounded well, like is, a lot when I introduced you. <laughs> yeah, mine mine is a, a kind of a diverse trek. It's been a it's been a journey from the beginning, from entry level paralegal to now, uh, where where I'm basically at the supervisory level. Um, I started off in real estate in California. Went back when real estate was booming in California in the in the 80s. If anybody remembers that, and then when real estate took a dive, it became apparent to me that I had to to retrain and, and go into another area because uh, the work was sort of drying up. So I went into environmental law then. I got a certificate in uh, environmental specialty from UCLA um, and worked in that for quite a while, quite a number of years. Uh, of course, there was always litigation involved because isn't litigation always involved? Um, from there, I went on to re- redevelopment and eminent domain. Um, I later worked in Indian law, which is Native American law, all, all types of um, economic development and um, uh, tribal issues. 
And I also work uh, in alcohol beverage licensing, uh, working for Marriott International and Brinker International restaurants, large restaurant chains. And I currently work in um, business litigation and labor and employment. Uh, and I'm the only paralegal who works in these four departments within this firm. Lee, what do you like best about your job, just quickly? I like the autonomy that I get. I think uh, once you've got a number of years under your belt, they sort of, by they, I mean the attorneys that you work with, sort of rely on your skill. And they uh, they give me a lot of autonomy and let me work uh, sort of unsupervised. But I also supervise the work of a couple of uh, document clerks as well. Excellent. Cindy, how about you? What do you like best about your job? I think with all of my jobs, what I like best and what I sought out when I took all of my jobs was flexibility. Um, because I had four kids, I really needed a lot of flexibility. Now, I really don't have that excuse now because they're all pretty much out of, out of the house. But I still like that flexibility of being able to kind of come and go as I please and take off when I want. Um, the other thing I like best about my job, too, is all of my bosses have also They've all respected the paralegal profession. They've all respected continuing legal education. Um, So I think those things were all important to me, and they were important to them, but I made sure that they were important when I went into it, when I took those jobs. Okay, so you both use your special training and your job experience to give back to your communities. And, you know, that's what really makes you wonderful role models for paralegals. What I'd like to know is a little bit about your volunteer work. What drew you to your current service? And also, what's your favorite volunteer activity? You both do a lot. So, Cindy, let's start with you. Well, my first volunteer um, activity really was Wills for Heroes. Up until this point, um, having so many kids and being so busy, I really didn't have time for um, any kind of um, volunteer activity related to the to legal field. Now, I did the typical things with my kids, you know, PTO and baseball and things like that. But um, legal-related, really, Wills for Heroes was the th- first thing that I really got into. And Lee? Uh, yeah, mine has been um, fairly extensive because I've been volunteering even before I moved to California. So it, it covers by maybe 30 years worth. Um, my my biggest and most exciting for me, at least on a personal level, is working with children. A lot of the, um, the programs that I work with are, are directly related to either children in poverty or child adoptions or uh, child education at the elementary and high school level. Um, I volunteered for four and a half years at a school here in um, Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles, called Esperanza, which is Spanish for hope. Um, The majority of children are Hispanic, um, and I just completed that program after four and a half years, and uh, it was basically reading and uh, tutoring in English. Um, but I think I may have mentioned this to Vicky once time, one time before, the biggest uh, joy I got of it was uh, getting a small child, I think the age of five, to speak after he had not spoken for more than a year and a half. Um, he did not have any physical deformities or anything like that, but he just needed personal attention. So I would go to the school every day, um, five days a week at, at lunchtime, and work with him in the library in age-appropriate books to try to get him to 
read and speak. And after, I think it was nine weeks, um, I finally used reverse psychology and, and, and tried to uh, force him to, uh, to understand that uh, he, he wasn't reading. And, and I tried to prove to him that I couldn't read either by reading the books incorrectly. And he finally broke through and, and told me, you don't know how to read, you know. I said, yes, I do know how to read. He said, no, you don't. He said, this word is wrong. This is not this. This is, and this is a five-year-old. He's correcting me. And I said, well, I don't think you know how to read either. I'm going to tell the teacher. And I'm going to tell the teacher. So I've taken him back to his room. And the teacher had not heard him speak the entire time. He'd been in a class for over a year. And I said, tell the teacher what you said. And he points to me and says, he can't read. And the, the, the tears start to roll down the teacher's eyes because she had never heard his voice. And um, that was, for me, a major success right there. It took well, a lot of time a and story. a lot of effort, but it was great. And he'll never forget you. No, no, not at all. And I loved it. <laughs> uh, Lee, I'm, I'm crazy about kids, too. And a lot of my blog readers know this, but I have the distinction of and of over 30 years with the local big brothers, big sisters of being the only big who ever adopted her little. So um, it, it was a great volunteer opportunity in itself, but it, it also ended up enriching my life in a surprise but wonderful way. Oh, the reward is just, it, it far exceeds the amount of time and effort it takes to get it done. Uh, it's something that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. And, I, and I'm right there with you. I understand fully. Uh, I think we'll change course just a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of we, you know, we Vicky and I both meet a lot of paralegals and we talk to them, and and we know there are listeners who out there who have been thinking about volunteering, but they're worried about the time commitment and they're worried about finding the right organization for their particular talents. I'm going to yeah. address the question to both of you, but uh, Cindy, what would you say to them? I would say that there's so many different kinds of opportunities out there. I know with our paralegal association, we publish a list for the students and the paralegals on different legal-related opportunities. And on there, there's some with Wills for Heroes, and that would give people experience with estate planning and hot doc software that we use. Or there's um, an opportunity to work in a local tax office with a tax attorney. And then there's some other opportunities on there with the domestic violence clinic. There's so many different opportunities that we have. Um, and even if you just have a couple of hours or you have a lot of hours, like I happen to have a lot of hours so I can devote a lot to Wills for Heroes. But even if you have only a couple of hours, there's an opportunity out there for you and an area of law if, you, if you're specific in what you want to do. Uh, Lee, what's your take on finding the right organization for you? I'm, I'm inclined to agree with her. If you if you tailor your your giving, and I like to tell everybody that the best hour of the day is the one that you give away, uh, even if you only have one hour out of each day that you can give to someone else uh, to make a difference, it, it, it'll really, really fulfill not only you, but the lives of other people as well. And here in Los Angeles, we have a host of organizations um, that people can volunteer for. Uh, not only in Los Angeles, but in surrounding communities as well. Um, uh, I've worked with Public Counsel, which is one of the largest um, public interest law firms for, for the poor and the indigent. And we do a, um, a, uh, a child, child custody and child adoption day uh, twice a year. And it takes all day, but um, it, it's, a, it's a huge commitment. But the smiles on the faces of the adoptive parents and the children who are being placed with, with parents who've been in foster care for a number of years is just 
it, it is totally fulfilling. Um, that, and I also volunteer in uh, different events for my my uh, local association, the Los Angeles Paralegal Association, of which I'm also a former president. Uh, we have continuing education programs going on for not only high school students and paralegal students, but we also have specialized programs going on uh, that you can volunteer for in, in various communities, whether it's clean up, uh, clean up, pick up, fix up, paint up, or uh, working directly with uh, w- with students both at the elementary school and high school level. Lee, you and Sunday are true inspirations. It's time to take a quick break now. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Cindy J. Guy and Lee A. Page. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Has the recent economic climate affected the financial goals of your firm? Get back on track with help from SunTrust. Our private wealth management legal specialty group works solely with lawyers and their firms to deliver unique solutions designed for the legal community. SunTrust advisors give you sound guidance on everything from maximizing cash flow and waiting through benefits planning to understanding how to retain attorneys and staff. Learn more at www.suntrust.com legal. SunTrust. Live solid. Bank solid. SunTrust Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison. Our guests today are Cindy J. Geib and Lee A. Page, two paralegals who are giving back to the community and making a difference. I want to ask both of you, um, are any of the organizations that you guys work with now seeking additional volunteers? Uh, and if so, what kinds of help are needed? And Cindy, um, we'll start with you. Well, Wilsford Heroes is always looking for volunteers. Right now in Pennsylvania, we're active in 17 counties, um, and they're active in, in many states across the nation. Um, but we can always use attorneys, um, whether they have a state planning experience or not, because we provide training at the event. Law school students can help. Paralegals can help. Of course, we need notaries. We need witnesses. We can always use paralegal student volunteers. Um, so we're always looking for all different kind of volunteers. But most importantly, what Wills for Heroes needs is people coordinators, people who will start up the programs, um, like myself, who will do the work to get a program up and running and then organize the different events. Because sometimes that does take a, a lot of time. Like, for instance, at the last event that I just did, um, we serviced um, 68 individuals. I had 48 volunteers at, at that event. Um, 26 were paralegals, 22 were attorneys. Now, you may seem, you may um, think that that's a lot of volunteers for how many people we service, but we've got to get these gr- people through very quickly. So I need to have a lot of volunteers on site to service 68 people 
in a day. So we're always looking for all different kind of volunteers. Cindy, uh, it sounds like there may be two contact uh, pieces of contact information, but uh, in Pennsylvania, who would people contact and also nationwide, especially people who would be interested in coordinating a new program, a uh, new d- division of Wills for Heroes, who would they contact? Well, everyone should go to the Wills for Heroes National Foundation site, which is www.willsforheroes.org. And on there, there's a map and you can click on your state. Um, For instance, if you go to Pennsylvania, our primary director is Dan McKenna, and then he would be able to direct you to the coordinator in your county. But if you went to another state, you'd be able to find out who the main contact is for your state. Thanks, Cindy. We'll be sure and include the links in our show notes as well. Lee, uh, how about you? Any of the organizations uh, you work with seeking volunteers? And if so, what kinds of help is needed? Yes, well, as I mentioned before, uh, in, w- within Los Angeles proper, um, the Los Angeles Paralegal Association is always looking for volunteers, not just volunteers who happen to be members. And they and anyone on the on the line can can contact us at www.lapa.org. Uh, if they want to volunteer, there's plenty of information there on our website. And I, one of the um, other agencies that I work with that's near and dear to my heart is the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. Um, it's basically a, a nonprofit organization that does distributes uh, food to the disadvantaged within our community and have been doing it since 1973. Uh, we, uh, we, we partner with over 500 different other organizations and we distribute, we have a food distribution network that distributes to over 900 charities throughout Los Angeles County. And as you probably know, Los Angeles County is one of the largest counties in the entire country and, and the largest county in, in California. Um, anyone who wants to to volunteer to work at the food bank, which is a, a huge distribution warehouse where, where I work, um, you can contact the uh, food bank at www.lafoodbank.org, or if you want to volunteer for one of their many programs that they have for uh, distributing food to the poor, the elderly, and women and children, you can contact the volunteer coordinator at 323-234-3030, extension 144, or contact A. Martinez at lafoodbank.org. You're both very busy, and I know that our listeners would like it if you could share some tips for balancing a very full life. You know, you have to work. You do volunteer work. You have families, and I assume that you'd like to have some leisure time. How do you balance all of that? And as you're doing that, I'd like to know if technology helps you. What's your favorite device or, you know, do you have a favorite website that you use? Cindy, uh, would you like to start with that? Well, um, my tip is I've always worked um, part-time primarily. (laughs) So that has helped me out um, greatly in the last decade. Um, But as far as technology, I'm a list person um, and I color code my uh, calendar. So if you ever see me at a NALA conference, ask me to whip out my... uh, my color-coded calendar, but I don't uh, use a BlackBerry or anything like that. I just use a list, and I have take a lot of satisfaction when I cross those things off the list. Um, but for balancing a very full life, I just go out and I just do it. I don't complain about it. I don't whine about it. I, I just get the things done. 
I'm inclined to agree with her there too. Um, I'm a list maker as well, but I, I try to utilize technology as much as I can. I, I'm, I'm an email fiend. Um, I've, I'm just starting to get into texting. Uh, my, my nieces and nephews, of which I have many, uh, are, are text crazy, and sometimes I get overwhelmed with all that. But uh, I make a lot of lists. Um, I try to balance it all out because we all want to have some lifetime as well as uh, volunteer time. You do want to put as much time as you can into any volunteer project you, you get involved in, but you don't want to overdo it to the point where you burn yourself up because then you're no good to anyone. Um, I balance my work life, uh, my full-time job life. Uh, I'm, I am a parent and a grandparent. Um, I am uh, actively involved with LAPA and uh, education. I, uh, I sit on the boards of four different universities and, and four different um paralegal schools. So I just, I, I just sort of take on as much as I think I can, I can handle adequately and really make a difference without overburdening myself. I still, believe it or not, have, have um, time for my own personal life, which is minimal, but uh, I still have a little bit of time. And uh, I do the things that, that give me pleasure and give me a lot of uh, fulfillment. Um, and, and, and it all comes back to me, you know, 10,000 fold. Which is a great lead into my next question, which I was almost afraid to ask. But uh, you guys, what's what's your favorite thing to do just to unwind? Uh, and we'll start with Cindy. Well, I am a huge Lancaster Barnstormer fan. And Lancaster Barnstormers are a minor league baseball team that we have here in Lancaster County. And our family is a host family. And we've hosted for seven years now. So we go probably to about to estimate between 50 and 70 games a year. Um, the Lancaster Barnstormers are um, unaffiliated with any major league team, so the players get picked up by all different kinds of major league um, teams throughout the year. And we've hosted many former major league players and other players who are aspiring to be uh, major league players. So that's been a great experience for us. And Lee? Um, let's see. I... I'm involved in, in, in quite a few things, but um, I, I think what uh, I think the question was what gives me the, me the most pleasure was that what you're saying? Your favorite way to unwind? My favorite way to unwind. I almost hate to say it because I'm going to sound like a couch potato, but my favorite <laughs> way to unwind is, is drinking wine. Uh, I happen to be a sommelier, and I have a um, I have a, a a wine club of my own called the Twisted Vine, and um, that's basically the way me and all my members unwind. We uh, we taste wines and uh, we pair it with foods. Um, I'm the principal sommelier in the group. We have about 60 members, and uh, I, I give programs and tastings um, throughout the year, maybe six to eight times a year. And uh, we do that, and that's what, what a lot of us do to <laughs> unwind. Um, uh, all of my members are called vinos, uh, and uh, they wear it. They wear the tag proudly, and it's a lot of fun, and it's, it's very, very social. And uh, we, we go to a lot of um, wine emporiums and wine stores and wineries uh, to do tastings, and we go learn it, everything from vinification to, to grape growing to um, wine making techniques and all that. So. It's it's more than just the, the, the alcohol part of it. It's educational as well. <laughs> Lee, trust me, nobody listening to this podcast thinks you're a couch potato. <laughs> you don't have time to be a couch potato. No, I don't. Thank you both for joining us today. We really appreciate your service to your communities. 
Um, oh, well, I appreciate you. I just want to say thank you for uh, for doing everything that you do and for keeping the uh, paralegal profession out there in front of everyone's mind and their consciousness and giving it the credit it deserves because it has become the backbone of the uh, legal services industry. Well, thank you. Amen. Yeah, right. <laughs> right on, brother. <laughs> so if you have any questions about today's show, we'd like for you to email them to theparalegalvoice at gmail.com. And thank you, Cindy and Lee, for joining us. We'll see you another time. You're very thank welcome. You. Thank you. Thank Goodbye you. now. Bye. Bye. We're going to take another short break and come back with paralegal news and announcements. We'll be right back, so don't go away. Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. Where could you reach 120,000 people every month with your message? Right here on Legal Talk Network. We'd like to talk to you about your marketing strategy using new media. Call us at 781-551-9960. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. This is the time when Lynn and I give our practice tips and social media tips. Today, I actually have 151 tips for you. I've just released my free report, 151 Tips for Your Career Success, The Paralegal Mentor's Surefire Strategies to Move Your Career in the Right Direction, which, of course, is forward. That's available for all of you at paralegalmentor.com. Go there today to get your 151 tips. Also, I've moved Paralegal Strategies to a new server recently. If you haven't been receiving Paralegal Strategies, you may have to re-enter your information at paralegalmentor.com. And when you do that, you'll receive my 151 tips. Lynn, what about your social media tip? Well, my main social media tip today, and and if you follow my blog, you know I've gotten just a little bit paranoid about uh, security on base, basic uh, various online sites like Facebook. Still working my way through adjusting my settings um, that I hadn't really paid that much attention to, and I decided that it was important to block who had access to certain things, especially photos. Uh, but the other disturbing thing was I was using, uh, I was doing some uh, investigative work last week, and stumbled upon Spokeo.com, and that's S-P-O-K-E-O.com. And was just entirely disturbed by this sort of simple little profile in a box that contained all this information about this business owner, including a photo of his house. So um, I asked my supervising attorney, um, couldn't find her listing on it, and she told me she blocked it. So I found out how to block it. Did a blog post about it recently. I do strongly recommend that you do go to Spokio.com, see if you have a listing. See what's there and remove it. Um, I had several readers comment. One thought it was hilarious because it wasn't a picture of his house. It was a picture of the local post office. And he just thought that was really funny. And I did too. But, you know, they update that listing uh, occasionally. And if you just don't want to be really, really fabulously easy for a stalker to find, uh, you might want to remove that listing if you're not comfortable with that much personal information all in one location. That's my social media tip for the day. 
That's all the time we have for today for The Paralegal Voice. Don't forget to check the show notes on our blogs, practicalparalegalism.com and paralegalmentor.com. This is Vicki Voison. And I'm Lynn DeVinney, thanking you all for joining us today and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice with Linda Venny and Vicki Voison. This podcast is produced by the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to get the next edition of the podcast. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.